All right, so we're here. We're just going to jump right into it, into the Void podcast. My name's Anthony. Kyle. And we're here, uh, 2020, at a significant political moment in time that we've spent the last three years moving towards, hoping that the best possible outcomes for the future emerge. And by that, I mean Bernie, a Bernie Sanders presidency. So... Yeah. I guess it's a good starting point to go off to where we, how we got here. Yeah, so what got you here? What got me here at this moment? I think what shaped me to, you know, sort of at least as far back as I could go, like being a child of the internet, having that at your fingertips where, you know, we saw the internet evolve from this sort of, you know, it had already been around and existed when, when we were younger, but to the capacity that it does now, it was a lot different back then, a lot more like free roaming. Wild West. Uh, wild West of the internet to a sense where it wasn't like, bum- I mean, there was advertisements and all that, but it hadn't fully sunk into the, to where it is now. Social media was non-existent. I mean, besides you could make a web page, and if it got popular, I guess that, you know, that would be the closest thing. Would be the closest thing besides chatting AIM. through like AIM and Yahoo chat rooms and all the like whatever chaos that went on through there. But yeah, uh, having what, what shaped my like as political perspective and it has changed and evolved over time as you sort of uh, sift through like the madness and just confusing you know nature of politics and life and growing up. Uh, we, 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 we had the internet at our fingertips. We had the Bush years, which we grew up in, which were scary times, fantastic times, fantastic times of being a young person and, and seeing that your country's in this brutal war, uh, and, you know, going through all of that with the, you know, having the internet at your fingertips and being able to, uh, you know, just explore the internet and be with that comes, you know, the variety of ideas and conversations that come up on the internet so naturally uh conspiracy theories conspiracy websites uh, definitely like put the seeds of like what you're hearing what's yeah doubt and what's going on is not is not what you know the true story is and you know i didn't emerge as some conspiracy theorist but i like would go on there and it was kind of like in a form of entertainment in a way like oh yeah definitely fun thought experiments pretty much just get fuck this, around with. or get scared and like oh like this is what's gonna happen and like all the like um doom saying yeah yeah <laughs> and all that stuff and and what what emerged from that and then alongside music and listening to like punk and hardcore and metal and stuff like that where maybe not always explicitly anti-establishment but those sort of like questions were a part of it yeah it was definitely just i mean music was life is life and you know like those those uh, artists that would throw those questions out there definitely influence this sort of questioning of the status quo or of the official narrative in the most broad sense so those things the internet growing up with the internet growing up through the bush years and the doubt worry and confusion and just generally being scared a lot of the times even if it wasn't present in 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 every moment of life but just like you know overall when you hear the news and it's just this ongoing thing that never stopped and still hasn't really stopped Um, that shaped a lot um occupy emerged i remember i was sitting in a uh 
a parking lot of a bank, you know, and always having these questions of how does the world work? How do, how does, how does, uh, you know, power work? Like who runs the world? And, you know, conspiracy theories offer you no real explanation, but hopelessness, right? Pretty much for, for the most part, like, you know, it's, it's an industry of its own and, uh, it's aliens. Yeah. And it's, it's that it's these out of touch people that you can't get a hold of. Um, and there's just no hope to never know who they were. And I don't think that was necessarily the correct uh, answer. There's a lot more to it than that. And once my friend showed me these people in New York getting, like, beat up and, and whatnot and this pepper sprayed, I was like, holy shit. And then it emerged all over. I went down there and I observed it. And, and I think it confirmed a lot of those things that emerged when I was younger of how does the media portray, you know, uh, social movements or anything that's that's challenging the status quo how does it portray that and seeing that going home and seeing what happened down there and just getting this weird just not like clear picture from the media seeing the police like smash and destroy things it, and, and all the grievances people had because we had just become out of the financial crisis it definitely shaped a lot of things and shaped my path towards in school and stuff like that and um, I think it led me here to, you know, be, being this sort of, uh, no one in politics speaks to me, no one's speaking to this narrative of the 99% and whatnot, and, and that emerged up into a point where, you know, we got to 2016, 2015, 2016, and it spoke to me where I was, okay, I can see this for what it is, and this is something that I resonate with, and this is why I am down for what's being presented in the terms of a Bernie Sanders run i'm sure the occupy movement helped bernie realize that the people are ready for what he has to say for you what shaped your um political perspective as growing up because it morphs and changes and it has for you i know that so yeah there was a point where i wanted to join the army because i thought we were doing good things over there in iraq and you know you learn that that's not the case so once that world shatters and you start questioning and seeing things from a new perspective and, you know, getting in the weed helps you see that other perspective, you just grow from that. And reading the Patriot Act was a was a big moment. That's a huge reason why I haven't had social media since MySpace. I think everyone that grew up in our, our time, like the Bush years, definitely, if you remembered it and paid attention to it in the slightest, it definitely was. Yeah. Um, Didn't take a lot of research to realize how shady things were. And, and that in of itself, without any conspiracy theories, just knowing that that's going on, even though there's conspiracy theories abound with that, yeah. knowing that these people were there in the government and, and just totally going at it full force towards, you know, uh, in, with Iraq and Afghanistan, growing up and being in that, and never really and using it. it as an excuse to start stripping away our rights, and, and definitely with 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 surveillance and you know uh, war hawk patriotism that 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 followed that uh, uh, has an impact on you, especially if you see it from from anything other than the official side, you know. Yep. Hearing Bernie talk about why he didn't vote for the Iraq war was a big moment, too. That was probably right around YouTube first came out. I don't know what year that was. Probably 2006, 5, yeah, around there. It's been a long, long path. The yeah. shaping of all that. So you wanted, you wanted to join the army that ended up not happening. 
Yeah, because I was 16 when the recruiters were talking to me. So I was a very impressionable kid at the time. And it gave me two years until I turned 18 to try to research as much about the war as I can since I was going to go fight in it. And by the time I turned 18, I was the complete opposite of who I was at 16. Thankfully, the you know, just being open-minded and, and willing to... Uh question exactly like why you want to do this and what's yeah. going on and, and and at the heart of it like you know it, it's inevitable that you're not gonna be the you know same person or have the same viewpoints so yeah after that then i just kept staying engaged with what's been going on and started paying more attention to actual legislation and policies that were getting passed didn't just brush it off and spent hours every day since then just informing myself and it's been an obsession ever since so uh then you you got to you got to 2008 the obama years what was like but what was your after you had questioned that what was your uh feeling towards politics in general like did you have any like sort of i thought it was all bullshit it was hopeless for any change to happen it was everything was just beholden to special interests and there was no one out there right yeah there was nobody out there really saying anything important or resonating with how i felt like everything obama ran on sounded nice but i didn't have any hope for him after seeing all who his donors were and that pretty much turned out to be accurate of how i thought that administration was going to go so that was like the last time i really cared about following any politician because it's just the same shit over and over so you didn't give a shit about politics and that's that's largely what i feel like a lot of people sort of feel as like that sort of helplessness the the like just idea that ever present idea of the you know bullshit politician just businessman corporate hack whatever uh sort of is there yeah, never thought I would see a candidate going out speaking against the 1% and the special interests and not taking money from any corporations or billionaires. So when you hear that, it sounded great. Didn't really think it would turn into anything at first. And then a few months later, after he announced, he's fucking turned into a force. This is a whole movement behind it. So it was post-Occupy. Uh, I remember seeing a video on like Democracy Now or somewhere in where there was Naomi Klein and uh, the council uh, member from Seattle, uh, uh, Shawant, and they and some other people, and they were t- pretty much telling Bernie Sanders, who was thinking about running, this is like you know what the left is sort of looking for. This is what you know our our feelings on these issues, and and you know it was sort of like a back and forth. And not long after that, I think he eventually announced and to a very small amount of people. And, you know, it's, it's you know, memory gets kind of hazy, but I mean, I, I do, I mean, immediately, like, the message of uh, the 1% and the 99% and saying, I'm not going to take any corporate donations is something that I think spoke to a lot of people. It spoke to me and I was like, wow, finally, there's somebody that's, Sounds like they have a little bit of integrity in you know in skin in the game. Talking about it either, but actually backing it up, right? And doing it. And the one way to present to like a broad amount of people saying, "Hey, look at I know that we all feel helpless, 
and you feel like you know we're all everyone's beholden to special interests uh the one percent the you know the billionaire class has a you know greater influence on on policy than we do so here's someone that's at least presenting like how can i show a measure of good faith to be like i'm not full of shit i'm not going to you know uh give you all these nice platitudes and not back it up with anything so here we are with uh with uh bernie sanders going at it in 2016 uh and really uh, presenting something that I think the majority of working people can get behind. However, I mean, we had the Republican field too with like what? They had like 12 people? I think it was more than that. It was a lot. And then when you saw that, what did you think when you saw that many people on the debate stage? I definitely didn't think Trump would get through all those people and become the nominee. And that That's was for sure. weird watching that just unfold as like one by one he like picked all these like establishment figures off and before he ran before and no one took him seriously but this time he's like I think he ran a few times. I'm just gonna be mean and dirty and fucking you know rip everyone apart and uh, I mean it definitely propelled him into where he was but at the same time it you know on the Democratic side there was for everything 2016 was largely was just Bernie and Hillary and, you know, being someone that didn't get as much airtime as either one of them. Uh, and just, you know, you definitely that testament to how the message spoke to people. Right. Yep. Then, you know, the media not paying attention to him at all and him still going toe to toe with Hillary against all of the establishment's best efforts. You know, it was really like his like message to the working people versus, you know, this sort of, well, she's next in line. This is just how it is. And yeah, that was so annoying. And it was like, well, look, let's hear who has the best message. And, and as it unfolded, it became, you know, in the, the emails and the WikiLeaks and all that stuff emerge and him saying shit towards Russia, which set the precedent for the next three years. You know, it, it didn't it didn't happen for for our boy Bernie in 2016. It's happening now. Um, but it did show us, you know, and showed a lot of people who put a lot of blood, sweat and tears behind that because it was a message that they felt passionate about. And it's why a lot of people support him now. And, st and hopefully it's yeah, growing. I never thought I'd be phone banking for a candidate. So, I mean, in the very least, he can has this appeal to like bring in non voters before because i wasn't also wasn't a voter before like i just didn't have any feel like i had any stake in it and it was just like whatever but uh for for all you know the, all the roadblocks that our political system has i think it, it at that at the very least says something it's like okay give us something to care about right yeah yeah i always voted but i never felt like it mattered Especially being in California, you vote for a Democrat, like, how big is your vote really mattering? It's definitely an important state to win, I guess, in terms of, of delegates There's and stuff like that. There's a lot of delegates in California. Um, and and we, we, we knew that, that, you know, once 2016 didn't work out at the convention, it was just like, Bernie has to run again. He has to do it. And, yep. and the year, it was, I was like, man, it's going to be a long three fucking years. And it's been a long three years. There's only one person that really stands a real chance at really going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Trump. And as we've learned, he was afraid that Hillary was going to pick him for the VP. Yeah. Um, Trump's actually afraid of somebody. And it's Bernie.
Right. That should fucking say everything right there. Right. Well, I mean, with that comes a lot of a naysayers saying like, oh, it's because they're the same when it's it's definitely not true at all. They're absolutely nothing alike. I saw something today about, I can't remember what group it was, but they're about to put out commercials and it, they're going to make it look like they're talking about Trump. And then at the very end, be like, nope, it's Bernie. Right. Which I don't know how they're going to spin that. Well, they got they got some heat for it, and I think they put out a uh, put out a um, little memo or press release saying like, uh, when we do advertising, we test all all different kinds of messages, even negative ones, and it doesn't mean it's going to be the one that we're going to put out, which it probably is going to be the one that they put for out for sure. They're going to pull every trick that they can, and and that's that's the thing is going into 2016. What's changed now is everyone knows what Bernie's about now, and. And all the people that don't like it have already geared up in their their ways to to smear him as as something that that is bad. And when when objectively, if you look at what's being proposed, it's for if you're working people, it's not a bad uh, campaign uh, set of campaign um, policy positions. Even people that aren't even for Bernie as their first choice are seeing all the bullshit that they're throwing at Bernie, and it's making people flip and support Bernie. Right, like they're right. shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, and that's the thing is when you what it comes down to is you know in the wake of Occupy in the wake of the Bush years, people definitely wanted change. And with Obama, there was a promise of hope and change, and and nothing happened. It the big changes that I think people like while well, things did go on, and however much they tried to like capitulate and work with and work across the aisle with Republicans, which they just are just absolutely run wild and have no no concern because they absolutely don't care about working people. The Obama, Obama years didn't, in the wake of a financial crisis and just for what it was, it wasn't, it wasn't the message I think that lined up with what Bernie has been saying, which I feel speaks a lot more to things that people can look at and say, yeah, that would make a noticeable difference in my life. Um, yeah, I'm getting some fucking health insurance. Health I, insurance. I would love that. Climate change. The, the, the narrative with climate change has only been more prevalent as the years go by, as it should, as it's probably not enough talked about. and It's not even close to enough talked about. Exactly. And, and, and the Green New Deal, having that presented, being like, look, this is an existential threat that's facing the entire planet, and we can't afford... And we can't, it's just not the path that we need to go down with a, a climate change denier, as in the Donald Trump uh, faction of just lunacy and, and, and absurdity, or just, look, we can do something about it, but we don't have to get too drastic about yeah. it with a centrist approach to it. Which we'll just is, go back into the, the Paris Accord. And that's all we need to do. I mean, it, it's, 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 Something that people are, are seeing, and it's like this is necessary, and this is what we want, and this is at the very least a standard for how how we should uh, conduct ourselves, and like the policies that that we should support the the level of it. And I mean, in, in some instances, maybe it doesn't go far enough, but I mean, that's a that's another debate. But for at the very least, we can't afford to go back to what it was when Obama was president, like Joe Biden yeah. would present. So we can't have. God forbid, four more years of Trump and then eight more years of some centrist after that. That's 12 wasted years that we don't have. Yeah. And and even just four more years is too too many fucking years to wait. 
and and this year once the whole, everything got got rolling the fact that like 30 different uh people came out and it was all just slightly different flavors of centrist and then bernie and warren to you know at, at, at a point um yeah. warren became quite disappointing Right. I mean, in 2016, she endorsed. She was, you know, and you found out that she was already talking with the Hillary Clinton campaign. So once she didn't endorse, I, I honestly like, and I didn't know as much about her. Um, I mean, I, I knew who she was, and, and it's like, you know, she's fighting the good fight. But you're not going to change the establishment by working with the establishment. Right. You and and do you these see steps to put yourself in power with the people you're trying to fight against. Right, and we work. didn't know that at the moment, but what we did know is, I was like, man, I hope, it, you know, it's a, it would be a good thing for Bernie to get that endorsement from Warren at that time. Yeah. And, and he, it uh, been huge. And it didn't happen, and she waited and waited. I was like, why not just do it if you're into this? That's what I thought. In my, in my view of it, for what I was watching for the first time, you know, with more attention than ever before, when it didn't happen, I was like, like, well, that's lame. And it made, it made me feel in that moment. And I don't ever really mention it or had said it, but it made me feel like, oh, like that's kind of like very opportunistic way to approach approach uh, handling this. Like, oh, we're gonna wait till there's only one person, rather than you know being like, I'm with Bernie yeah. on this, because she said she's with Bernie, but she didn't endorse him. Yeah. Um, and if you consider yourself a progressive, why are you going to hold off when you have a progressive at the cusp of actually winning? Right. And that's why this year I was like, okay, Warren's in it. And, you know, there was a lot of, well, Warren and Bernie have a lot of overlap. So whichever one, a lot of people were like, whichever one, either one. Some people may I have preferred Warren and Bernie, Bernie as her VP. And I was like, I don't know if that could happen because he already threw a whole bunch of, of skin in the game with 2016. Like, and I mean, yep. I, I, I was more in favor for Bernie. So that's and my bias. And he ran because she wouldn't run. Bernie tried to get Warren the run in 2016. And she didn't want to go up against Hillary. Yeah, and we had we had all these candidates running, and those were the two that were like, okay, this is something that either one there's a, a chance, but it's gonna have to be one or the other at some point. Yeah. Um, if unless they join like a unity ticket, and one's the VP and one's the president, but remains to be seen. In which I don't think that's gonna happen now, but Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there was like thirty people. They all uh, seemed like a lot of the same overlap besides Bernie and Warren to an extent. Uh, did you think that they were all doing it? Cause they, they, you know, were, I mean, in maybe in their heart of hearts, they think that they're presenting the best vision and way forward. But do you think that there was other stuff involved in that in, in terms of Trump and everything that's, we've had to hear and been bombarded with for the last I think everyone years? just wants to be the one to take down Trump, uh, the savior of the country, the white. So a lot of people are white knighting it, weren't they? Yeah. For the most part. If you just want to be the president, there's already something wrong with you. Right. It's a not a great position to be. And when Warren like, right. announced and he didn't announce yet, I thought there was a moment there where I didn't think he was going to. Yeah, and, but he did, and it was... Knew that, everyone knew it was coming, but you know, it, it, it happened, and then all these candidates going on, and, and right from the early one, everyone was like, oh, oh Beto is uh, a lot... A lot younger and he's just as progressive it turns out he wasn't not at all <laughs> yeah i mean he liked to stand on tables and stuff and maybe yell, progressive but... for texas right yeah. exactly and and uh he had his his rise uh harris had her 
uh, you know, moment, like which came down weeks. really quick <laughs> when she like switched her position. Because Medicare for all, Bernie, also on top of putting out, I'm not going to take corporate money, put out like what is something that everyone can get behind, even if you're a Republican. You know that like your healthcare might suck, or you're sick yeah. of dealing with the insurance, or hey, you have or you an hate uninsured... your fucking job, but you keep it because you like the benefits, right? Or you have an uninsured relative. So uh, we got to that point where it was like he put out that message, and that became, and everyone was trying to sound like Bernie, but that became like the metric to where like, well, how do you feel about Medicare for all? And a lot of a lot of them tried. Yang tried to say he was for it. Uh, you know, uh, Warren said she was for it. Harris said she was for it. But yeah. you know, Pete, Pete and uh, Beto were, you know, uh, not. They weren't. They weren't. They were kind of already like distancing themselves from that, or saying, say, calling it that. But it, the, in actuality, it being a lot different because they don't want to, you know, remove having the choice between private healthcare and and having uh, Medicare for all. But Medicare but, for who want it? Yeah, and. Once Harris changed her position, she kind of just people were just like, eh. She like flip flopped on that, and she kind of kind of got questioned on her record as a a DA, um, or and and um, bragging about putting parents in jail for their kids being tardy. Yeah. So <laughs> those things came out to light, and she, she she kind of bombed. Beto was like hanging in there, and like background sort of like at the debates he just didn't seem like he had much to like really throw out there um and yeah harris changed her position like at one of like the first debates and it was like okay well she changed yeah, her position right, well we know what you're about now yeah um get the fuck out of here but warren had like a surge and everyone was like yeah warren's so, like pulling strong through the debates as for what the debates are worth the like sound bites that you get from that i think her first fuck up was saying that she would take money from Super packs in yeah. general. Yeah. Like when that happened, she died to me. Yeah, it was like like I mean, that's already gonna like make piss off some progressives, but I, I feel like she thought that was like an like, you know, one that wasn't gonna totally like, you know, sink the ship. But um yeah, she said she was for Medicare for all and she was for it. And then she tried to distance herself from Bernie. And that didn't work either. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was like, okay, well, now you're saying one thing. You don't want to give them the soundbite to say the taxes will go up, even though you're not paying premiums and all the extra fees and stuff like that. Um, she could have phrased it in a way that, like, gate put this – I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i sure they can chop and edit whatever they want and present it, but if it wasn't – I don't know. I feel like she didn't calculate that uh, enough to where – once she got fired for saying that she, that taxes, you know, she wouldn't say taxes are going to going up. It's like okay, now she's deflecting it, and then now she just completely shifted her stance. Well, she has that. a really bad staff behind her. Yeah. They're just giving her bad advice. Yeah, and it was she's like taking it. Yeah, and it was it was it was lame to see her. Like oh, now she's like backtracking. So who does that leave? It leaves Bernie Sanders here. Uh, also going along the with fucking rock. Yeah, uh, this message of consistency. Uh, and he didn't, he's just said it. He's like, I'm going to be straight up. I'm going to throw the truth at you and I'm not going to pay higher taxes, not going to backtrack on it. And, and it went along with, with what the, you know, the narrative that, you know, is historically backed up, uh, that he doesn't change his positions. He doesn't 
do that. He's been on the right side of the issues, you know, most of his career. I mean, he's not perfect, and no politician is perfect. Exactly. However, as close yeah. as we're ever going to see. To, like, you know, consistency and being committed and being on the right side of issues, more or less, just not changing his position on, like, a core policy issue is a good thing to do if you're running yeah, <laughs> for president. I'd say so. Warren did that, and then her, she, her support started going down. Uh, Pete had his little moment for what it was worth at the time prior to 2020. And uh, he, he, you know, kind of had his little, like, lull, too. And it was like, oh, well, yeah, what do I know about you, dude? You were in the military, and you, like, kind of present that as, like, this thing that you were a soldier when he, I guess, wasn't, you know, like a combat troop or anything well, yeah, like I mean, that. Yeah, once you say that, you can't say anything bad after. Yeah, so... It's kind of, oh, yes, well, thank you for your service. He kind of sounded like he was trying too hard to sound presidential and give these great like, moments that you can, like, soundbite into something. And you even see it on his Twitter and in in later on in the debates when he says some, like, wacky-ass stuff, vague platitudes yeah. that don't... It just didn't resonate ramble for me. 40 seconds and say nothing. Right. And 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 the the one thing that has been riding for the last like month since it happened was Joe Biden jumping into the race, and just this like overwhelming like oh it's just this <laughs> common sense to vote for Joe because we're gonna Come go back on. to pre-Trump and not consider how the world has changed since Trump and what caused Trump to become in office. It's just Grandpa Joe man he's got the glasses on in the background making sure everything's cool man. Yeah. Calm cool Joe. Uncle Joe, Grandpa Joe, loves Daddy to do push-ups. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he You're calling people fatties. Yeah, and 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 it was just like he his performance at these debates, as grueling as it was to watch the debates, he just you know was just trying to sail on by with just getting by because at, if I have the lead for this long, all I need to do is just sail on by, and I'll probably you know be be a one, one the one to reckon with for Bernie and everyone else and he just would say the most like wacky ass shit well that's and, why they were hiding him for so long they wouldn't let him fucking say anything yeah and you know talking about corn pop and the uh <laughs> the getting his <laughs> oh, legs rubbed forget at the about pool corn pop. and stuff just consistently weird gaffes week at what did joe say this week freaking out on somebody getting angry when someone questions him and him grabbing them by the jacket or <laughs> getting in their face challenge him to a push-up contest people to vote for someone else yeah and what did people do once we get to Iowa? They voted for somebody else. Yeah. And it was crazy to see this like months and months long steady lead just plummet overnight. And he's just like, oh, well, you know. <laughs> oh, you'll love to see The it. same thing he did at the, at the debates where he was like, ah, well, you know, my time's up. Uh, you know, where everyone else is like <laughs> trying to get as much in because you can't get anything else. And he was like. I'm just going to ramble on and, oh, my time's up. And then it's like, you know, oh, I lost Iowa. But you know what? You know, oh, well. Yeah. You were he in was like first. happy when his 30 seconds were up. Yeah. And it's he, just. Because you can tell he's like, he's like, my time's up. Yeah. Yeah. And he just was just like, ah, that's it. You know, that's all I got to do. And it didn't work. And there was no real big support behind it. Iowa comes around, and I think we were all ready for it. It was just this, like, lingering thought. Did you have that lingering thought in the back of your head? Like, what if some, like, shenanigans, like, go on? Oh, of course. Yeah, 100%. I even talked about it earlier that day with my dad. I said if, because he was talking about, oh, Iowa, they always elect the next president. I was like, well, if they elect Bernie, they're not going to let us know for a while. Or they'll just straight up change the votes. So you had a, a healthy dose of uh, skepticism because you knew that, 
after 2016 and what had already gone on with yeah. like the DNC and stuff like that, you're like, well, what's it going to be this time around? Because yeah. no one's just going to, you know, just be like, oh, well, Bernie's uh, in the lead and we're going to acknowledge he's in the lead and not leave him off our news um, infographics and polls and stuff like days. that. Yeah, but instead, we're going to talk about how people not finishing first are actually in a better position than somebody <laughs> finishing first. If you had first. a second, third, and fourth, it, there's, it's more votes than Bernie got. So yeah, his ideology what doesn't do match thinking? up with what everyone's voting for. And it's like, there's a lot more options, and no one's giving him the credit that there's like still eight people in the race and people that are polling or that were polling at. 3% uh, at one point stayed in for a really long time and still haven't left. But Bernie finished, and there was just, just madness in Iowa from the app and all this bullshit that slowly trickled out when the, oh, we're not going to release the poll that we've released for 75 years. Yeah. Um, and then they were just handpicking the fucking counties that voted for Pete. So for three days, it looked like, Pete was in the lead or th- going to win. I thought at the very least we'd know, what was it, uh, uh, Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday morning. I was like, okay, I'm going to go yeah. to sleep. I'm going to wake up. They're going to have wake the up. results. Exactly. And so there no, was two more days. Two more days. And then another day happened, and I was like, there's seriously, it's at 1.9%. And we just can't get past that for 24 hours. Oh, by the way, there was an app, and uh, you know this app had uh, – uh, very close ties with people in the Democratic Party, whether that's a good thing or not. Uh, it just and Buttigieg and 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 uh, Gillibrand's campaign had given them money at one point, and Biden's. It was like, okay, so there's definitely DNC insiders here, and this operation's being rolled out like without doing it alongside the official way that we've gotten the results to you in the day, maybe a, another day. Uh, at the latest, instead of like a three or four day uh, scenario to where there's still discrepancies yeah. with the results. As and when the now. whole idea behind Iowa is just winning it to have the media push your narrative. Right. And they just take that away. Yeah. And, and, and also the, the whole like thing where in, rather than you getting the popular vote and that's it, you win. It's like there's this process that goes on to a second stage and a third stage and it, it so was likely stupid. not conducted correctly and just just this very very like convoluted process where it's like hard enough to get people to turn out to vote as it is but to have them participate yeah, in the walk mobile. around for four hours right and, and and you ideally you want people invested in the politics that 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 influences their life but like it's such an uphill battle to to get that inspiration going when you had things like this happen and, and and that's the thing is like the first event of of the election season was the biggest shit show yep. <laughs> and it's like well i mean maybe there's a, a silver lining in there that other people in the other places and i say this you know not with the most confidence that it'll actually happen but maybe they'll have their shit together in some capacity but i mean what in nevada are they going back to using the app in nevada i really i really hope not and i'm not 100 percent sure I on think that they are but i'm not or 100%. some sort of app i don't know but but at any rate pete got the spotlight and he got to run with three days of media coverage of you're the you're the front runner you're the winner speeches. now when there was very there was like a slim margin between him and bernie and i think pete if i'm not mistaken poured a lot of money into that contest and it is a more representative probably of his po- 
political perspective, especially in the more like rural areas and, and stuff like that. But it's definitely. And if it wasn't for Bernie pushing to get the rules changed to show the popular vote, the media would 100% just be covering Buttigieg, well, saying he won the, completely. Yeah, they did, but they tried to ignore the popular vote and people were throwing it back. Like, hey, like, but still, Bernie won the popular vote. More people voted for him. And, and, and what the, the best thing that, that, I mean, came out of that and is a testament to, you know, despite every disparaging Bernie bro. Uh, it's just brown a bunch shirts. Of, uh, just the worst, the worst things that you could do towards a, a guy who has or a campaign that has support amongst uh, people who uh, are uh, more. Uh, just the worst things you could you could say towards a campaign that has a broad and diverse um, support amongst. Uh, uh, Everybody. Yeah. It's not just a bunch of white guys uh, getting together. A big boys club. Uh, there's a lot of women Yeah, when I involved. went to that rally in 16 in, what was it, Carson, the Home Depot place, being a average white guy was the minority. Right. And, and it's because of a working class politics that Bernie speaks to. And uh, w- What's emphasized by that is he had people and organizers go out to organize a, um, a, a, a meatpacking plant, and he got these people um, to come uh, organize them, get them, you know, to explain that we we want you uh, to come and voice, you know, your sup- opinion and your uh, support, uh, and we're behind you because we support unions and we support working people. And it was it was an interesting story to read, um, and I believe it was in the in the uh, Jacobin magazine, and of that they, they got these people to come support and, and do this, and it, what it's what won him one of the the satellite caucuses, um, and it goes to show that the small things that you don't hear about, and it's not the center of all the controversy or whatever, is a, is that was like a relieving thing and, and a uh, inspiring thing to see that the, that the campaign is reaching out um, despite what the media says uh, to a diverse coalition of people because if you're going to do things for the working people then it's going to be for everybody and I think that's something the other candidates can't really say that, that they have like Pete doesn't have support from, from people of color no. um, and we'll see like how 1%. things play out in more diverse states because Iowa and New, New Hampshire, Hampshire are, very white upper middle class. Yeah. So and 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 now we're at this point where uh, uh, New Hampshire played out, and surprisingly, a lot of people voted for Pete, but not surprisingly, I guess. I mean, once you get that like surge from like, ooh, he's a real contender now. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens, but. Um, He's gonna drop. I mean, I, I I'm hoping that once Nevada comes, that we will see, and and further onward from there, that Nevada, South Carolina, he's gonna dip in those. Super Tuesday is looking pretty good for Bernie. Right, and 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 what we've been seeing since then is uh, the coalescing of forces um, of the establishment around. Uh, you know, who are we gonna pick? Is it gonna be Amy? Is it going to be Pete? <laughs> oh, no. Here's the specter of Mike Bloomberg just lurking in the back. Like, uh, it just, 
Oh, yeah, and there's also this guy who has unlimited amounts of money to just spend on advertising and, and all the madness He's that... spending so much fucking money, and to him, it's nothing. It's pocket change. He's, what, the sixth richest person in the fucking world? Yes, and, and not only that, just totally throwing his his money in here so he could represent his own class interest because he doesn't want to pay more taxes. He And he... Inevitably, he's going to be helping out people like Trump or other billionaires, and it's yeah. it's it's just this. Now it was this thing that emerged, and it's like, well, Bloomberg's throwing all this cash in now. The positions that Bernie uh, largely has won two states, and and despite what Pete wants to say, even if he leads in delegates, which it's still questionable. And Iowa was a dirty, dirty start to to this whole thing. Now we have Bloomberg. Just it's another fist coming uh, out of out of the dark. I can't believe how he has any support. Right. How and do people an, just accept that? It, it, and it's like, is, is advertising, I mean, he's bombarding California, I can tell you that much. And he's spending on the coastal cities for sure the most amount of money. I mean, it's just not a day goes by. And I'm like, I watched the thing. And I. And it's weird when I watch his his advertisements. I'm just like, you suck. But at the same time, it's like, it comes on. And it just comes on. And it's like... It's like at some point this has to get beyond like annoying and I hopefully it's not just something people are like, oh, well, Bloomberg, he's like a billionaire like Trump or he's very wealthy like Trump or like how Trump likes to present that he is. But he's a good guy. Yeah. He spends his billions for the betterment of humanity. Which, I mean, uh, I don't know. He's pretty racist. <laughs> uh, and it's like, it's like, okay, well, now we're, it's going to come down to this moment where we're just trading one racist billionaire, one racist, sexist, classist billionaire. One sexist Republican billionaire for another sexist Republican billionaire. And it's going to come down and it's going to come down to a moment where he's going to have to get scrutinized because right now the amount of money that he's throwing into this in, in precarious times for people like they're getting, oh, we're going to pay you six figures up until you know the end of the year or whatever however long the campaign goes on then come join it and do it for bloomberg a lot, a lot of people don't have souls yeah and 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 another thing too is like that's enticing to a lot of people and it's like and you're he's buying influencers too yeah and you're buying you're buying your way into this process and and it just it's like look you're doing this because you don't need the middleman. You're just doing this because you're operating out of your small group of people that you share the, um, this immense wealth with, and you're just working on their behalf, on your behalf, because his work is 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 helpful for them too. And it's to the exact opposite from the campaign that Bernie. Bernie's running where he's not taking money from billionaires and getting anti-endorsements from and billionaires. And it's the exact opposite of how this whole thing's supposed to fucking work. No Fortune 500 CEO is supporting Bernie Sanders, which, hey, I think that's a fucking great thing yeah, if you ask me. that's a good sign. But he's been, now the media and these these total total morons uh, with Chris Matthews and, and, and uh, uh, Chuck Todd Chuck Todd uh, just levying the most, like, almost borderline, like, just, just no, totally hysterical. Red scare, fucking. Line. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, trying to bring it back to the fucking eighties. <laughs> communist is gonna kill people in the streets. 
Oh, or 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 saying um, a a seventy-seven year old Jewish man who's uh, lost family in the Holocaust. Yeah, his, his supporters, supporters are, are a bunch of Nazis. Yeah, a bunch of brown shirts. Even if it's not a direct quote, like reading that and just thinking that's a good thing to say is just. It, it's just one of those like just like what the fuck kind of moments, and and, and that's. That's the thing that I think is going to get more apparent. It's going to be more interesting to see as time goes on that, you know, Warren dogging Bernie and saying he was a sexist, uh, Hillary Clinton doubling down on, on Bernie. Yeah, she needs to just accept that people don't fucking like her. And uh, she lost to Trump. Back in the beginning with uh, um, Howard Schultz, you know, not running. And he doesn't like the term billionaire because he's a person of means and whatnot instead of a billionaire he's not in a billionaire oh, nice yeah uh, <laughs> and, and the cherry on top is the uh growing cascading unstoppable force that is uh amy klobuchar yeah yeah she's just uh, the uh <laughs> the blizzard queen the blizzard the ice queen who not even death could fare the blizzard she's about to unleash upon her enemies um no but so like cold. just the establishment not being able to solidify behind i think they're waiting they're waiting for that one shining star to come out but they still have all these choices they picked warren and amy as as their preferred candidates they they saw biden through and whatever's going to become of the biden campaign which i think he's going to stay in until the last moment that just seems most likely rational even i think it's going to get into the borderline irrational like joe just he just wants to siphon as many votes as he can so Bernie, Bernie's having these forces sort of coalesce against him. Uh, Steyer threw out some like attack on I think Medicare for all or something like that, and and the friendships are not going to look so friendly. And it's going to get down to a point where it's there's going to have to be one and only one to go up against Trump. And the person that's best suited for that is the person that's Bernie speaking Sanders. to a diverse group of people that. Or throwing their weight behind him. I mean, and you know, it's it's going to be um, something that a challenge. It's going to be an a, yeah, it's going to be a fight to the end, an up uphill battle. And Iowa, I think, was also a, a moment where it was sort of like, well, this is just going to hamper everyone's expectations. But we can't look at it like that. I mean, yes, a strong finish. If, if, if anything, a strong finish. And Iowa would have just propelled things forward. And I think oh, yeah. it, it seems as time goes on, that whole scenario of, oh, court, even if, if it was at, at its core that we don't know about coordinated chaos, um, let's just fucking muddy the waters um, and throw everyone off. That's what happened from it. But it, you know, if that keeps happening, then, you know be in a situation that we you know never thought i guess we'd find ourselves in but kind of expected that yeah. we'd expected gravitate outcome yeah so going forward i think that you know we you know are here now in 2020 and prior to this i never really thought that i would give a shit about electoral politics or at least to the extent to where i felt like there was some out, someone out there speaking uh, speaking to something that I can agree with. So, um, yep. and, and, and more more than not agree with, because um, some people can come out with some good positions, yeah, a couple good ideas, yeah. and it's just whatever. But yeah, so we got the real deal right now. So, 
we have Bloomberg, we have Steyer, we have Klobuchar, <laughs> the Billionaire Club, and, and then we have Amy and Pete and <sighs> Warren. I, I don't know what's going to become of Liz Warren's uh, campaign, and, 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 and if, if all the like advice from the ex-Clinton staffers and the way they've preceded it has, has you know, uh, anything can happen at Hasn't this point. Hasn't helped her. I, I don't know what she, if she, I'm hoping she at least endorses Bernie. I hope that she is willing yeah, to at least do that. I don't know she will anymore. You don't think she will? I don't know. I'm not going to hold out hope for it. And She'll endorse Klobuchar. Cause it, we need a woman. Well, I mean, if, if, if there was a, uh, someone with the same policies as Bernie, that definitely w I wouldn't think twice about, yeah. about doing that. But Warren would have been great if she didn't start flopping and saying she would take money in the general and just kind of becoming the opposite of who I thought she was. Right. And, and we have, uh, all these hurdles to jump over, which I think Bernie is well suited to. And I think he, as time goes on, he's, you know, going to be that, uh, how do you say it? So we have all these forces coalescing, and they're going to coalesce the media, the establishment, the uh, establishment Democrats that don't want Bernie to be president, uh, which is in, in, in that in of itself is sort of interesting to think about because it's like he, look, anything, everything he's presenting isn't bad, and how could you feel comfortable with yourself being like, yeah, I just don't think uh, that Medicare for all stuff is uh, worth it, and it's not a good idea, and it's not worth trying. We don't need to save 600,000 lives every year. Just whenever, let them die. Whenever, whenever something that may impact the rich happens, they always are really quick to get on the owner of some fast food chain or some big company to come on and give his viewpoints. But you and me or anyone else listening to this or anyone else down the street or up the road – uh, definitely won't get that sort of. Um, nope. They won't get that sort of uh, access, insider access. So it's a voice to the voiceless. We're gonna have just be bombarded with with this um, elite narrative where they're going to try to tear Bernie down, and it's 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 become it's it's so and apparent if he wins, now. Imagine what it's gonna be like when he wins. Yes, I know. It's going to be a continuous fight still. The, the prospect of Bernie Sanders winning, uh, I, I just don't even I know like the day of and the day after just how great that would feel. And I, oh, yeah. I just hope and deep down inside that we'll get to have that day. Um, and it's going to take, you know, everyone throwing their weight behind this and, and being a little bit less comfortable, right? And, and sacrificing some time. And there's so many good people and all the good things that I've heard is like, it's awesome knowing that like when you do text bank or you phone bank or you talk to someone, they're like, Bernie Sanders, man, I'm, I'm down for it. Like, yes, it's like a small yep. little victory. Cause when you text bank and, 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 or talk to people on the phone and you get like a total shutdown yeah. from someone that's like, Oh, fuck, fuck you, Trump, fuck you, commie. <laughs> like it, it was kind of funny to get a lot of those things, but at the same time, like it was like, yeah, it's as to be expected. Sometimes you'd get to engage with people and they'd be like, well, what, why? What do you think? And it's like that was more rare than it was getting like just the like 
fuck you, fuck you, fuck Bernie. Like, but when you would get that and you could like challenge someone or, or someone would sort of challenge their assumptions a little bit because they wouldn't ask questions if they weren't at least a little yeah. bit curious. Um, and you get people that are interested. It's, it feels like a small little victory because you're like, yes, thank you. Thank you. At the very least, we could all say that we're moving towards something good and it feels good knowing that you or someone across the country that you've talked to, right? Yeah. I mean, it's one person at a time. One redneck at a time is what we need to do. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Like, there the, the thing is, I think as as it goes on, he's gonna start, you know, trying to get a broader message, even out to the people who. I mean, because I've gotten people that were like, "Who's Bernie? Who is that?" And it's like, there are people like, out there that are totally shut off to all this that's going on. Yeah, that's almost unbelievable. <laughs> but it exists with all the media that's been thrown at us and just emerged from the internet and all that stuff. It's like all around you at all times like, but you have you to can, like try to not know who well, if you're not is. using social media and you're not on twitter and you're not extremely online and all this stuff like uh you can get by i think just without, going in and out of the coal mines yeah or just just i mean if you if you're not you know an older person that's why they gravitate towards well now we're on the, we got the news on we see biden whoever they're focusing the attention on which the bernie blindness blindness has it's been a real, real thing it is real um the polls the infographics the the negative slants or the questioning even framing the beginning of the new hampshire debate about oh do you feel comfortable having a so like socialism be part of the democratic uh campaign discussion in 2020 it's like and we you know that get, other one's like um that sexist question they asked him what was it they said uh did you tell Warren a, a woman couldn't be a president? Right, then, right. So, Warren, why is Bernie wrong? Right, and and, and we're going to see that in every debate on the news. I mean, who knows if Chris Matthews is going to make it through. He's going to have a fucking heart attack. Uh, and Chuck <laughs> Todd is just Bernie. going to be, like, saying Bernie's a reptilian lizard uh, <laughs> on, online. Three it's months get, from now, it's going to get and pretty it, hairy. And it's like, okay, it's going, people are going to see through it. And the, you know, that one lady said that she specifically voted for Bernie because they were so shitty to him yep. on the fucking news. So, um, like I said, they're shooting themselves in the foot and they don't even realize it. I think it's, it's, it's definitely going to build up to this moment where if he does make it to the nomination, then it's, it's, He's going to have to pull in, reach out and reach out, and at least get something across to those people that don't even like pay attention, but they need something. And yep. he has a good chance. Become an organizer in chief. Organizer in chief. And, and, and uh, everyone that, that, that is paying attention now and, and the people that, that come into the fold, whether they were former Yang supporters, I don't know where uh, Warren's supporters are necessarily, necessarily going to be broken up, but I'm sure some are going to come towards Bernie. Some will. Some will go to Klobuchar. Some will. And some people are just going to be like, I'm not going to even pick out of five of these people, whoever it is, I'm going to vote for them, blue, no matter who people, yeah. uh, which is the same standard that people that don't like Bernie need to be held towards. Yeah. Um, He's, he's building this momentum. We're two months in, and I think everyone that's doing stuff for him now, all those people that are like on the ground, especially, and putting holes in their shoes, doing it for him is inspiring, and it's great that, uh, you know, we can, we've, we've gotten to this point where there is a, um, 
a passageway and something that's cleared up that we could say this is the way forward whereas before people didn't have that not at all so and it also comes from you know being able to talk it out and and being able to uh have these discussions like we are now and it's a great thing that uh we're doing it and people are doing it all over the world so and all over the country right now yeah people are speaking up so onward forward the momentum and we're just gonna have to throw everything we can to make sure bloomberg doesn't become president yeah or get the nominee because i don't actually don't think he's gonna become president uh, he'll lose in the general. And 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 Trump is going to have send a, a horrible fucking message for the future. That that the precedent the that's being set. Yeah, it'd be fucking bullshit. That billionaires can just yeah. Just, you know what? Just become a plutocracy. Uh, Who cares? If we all took um, anything to beat someone you don't like, Mike Bloomberg's advice. Uh, we too can be president one day if we don't take bathroom breaks at work. Don't go to the bathroom. <laughs> don't do anything Did other he than that? he said, yeah, you don't take bathroom breaks. So like the most successful people like him just don't do stuff like that. Wear a diaper? Uh, yeah, just whatever it takes, man, to get to the top. Yeah, that's what I've been doing wrong. The cream rises to the top. The cream of the crop. He's got to smell like shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we look forward to congregating and gathering weekly together to uh you know do socialists love meetings yes they do love meetings to figure out how they're going to spread their chaos uh throughout and just destroy uh the economy um as chris matthews would like you to believe amongst all the other awful things that find out the most efficient way to kill rich people yeah um so I look forward to seeing Chris Matthews uh, uh, melt down, and uh, I look forward to jumping back into the void again. Sounds good. Peace.